We live in a world with different generations, and this can be messy and confusing, and beautiful and inspiring. Sometimes we need the time to pause, reflect, and listen to each other, and the XYZ Experiment podcast brings you these conversations. I'm your Gen Z Luke, and today I'm joined with Fiona and Dash. I do have one story from Japan that、oh, yeah. I would like to share with you guys. Yeah. Just get your just opinion on,、uh-huh. on the situation. So the story is I was in a place called Beppu in Japan, which is quite south. So it's as south as Nagasaki, just on the opposite side of the island. And it's not really a place where lots of tourists from the west go, it's more of kind of like a holiday destination for people domestically. So, there isn't too much to do there. And I was out one night just going to grab some food, and I saw a group of about 10 um, locals who were about my age, and they were talking to two American girls, so clearly foreigners. And I was kind of just doing laps, and I came back around, and the 10 guys were taking a picture with the two girls. And one of the guys was taking the picture, and I just went over and offered to take the picture for him. And he was really happy about it, and they were all laughing. And he gave me the camera, and he said to me, Oh, thanks, David. And then walked off. And then one of his friends angrily said something to him in Japanese. And he turned back around and came to me and said, Oh, just kidding, just kidding. What's your name? As if to kind of insinuate that, like, all. White people are named David, <laughs> which was a very, very interesting situation to be in. And I, I like thought it was pretty funny, it was very cheeky of him to say that. But it was also interesting being on the side of, well, I'm actually kind of, I guess, like a minority in this country. Not to say that in any way any of my privileges are like completely extinguished, but it was interesting to be in the position where I was the minority having that comment made about me. As opposed to being here where I'm part of the, like, the biggest majority. That was a really interesting experience. That is fascinating because we have been thinking about and、um, reflecting on the power of the name、mm. and how your name can carry、um, privilege and access or it can deny you things, right? And that's so interesting that they just had an assumption of. Your name is David, because I feel like sometimes when I talk to people, or particularly when I was growing up, they would assume people of Asian background were named a particular name. And they would offer, you know, that was, it was quite a racist slur to kind of then say, oh, that person, and would like give them a fake Chinese name and be like, that person over there.、Um, I don't think it feels like it happens as much, but. They were doing that to you. Yeah. And again, I did like all the privileges that I have in the world were not taken away from me in that moment. And maybe it's, it's punching up. So it's not really that, that big of a deal. But it was just interesting that that actually is something that possibly happens. Yeah. But also interesting that his friend told him off. Yeah. And he apologized. And he apologized. And then after I took the picture, three or four of them came up and like shook my hand and said, Thank you so much for taking the picture. Very polite. I've got two things I want to say about that, right? So, one, I want to share a little story on the side of that about names. So, you know, my name's Fiona Kelly. Can you get more white than that? Okay. 
Many, many years ago, um, and someone who was employing me told me one of the main reasons he was employing me was because of my name, because anybody would book an appointment with a Fiona Kelly. Wow. Wow. It blew my mind. Blew my mind. That, ugh. Anyway, I hope you can hear the, like, ugh, in Uh, my voice. Yeah. Like, just blew my mind. But that's when I realised probably... Probably for the first time, the power of my name. Yeah, if that makes sense in a in a country where there is still some racism around and things like that. So that's the first thing, because that's obviously your name. Oh, because another story about that is my husband's name is Maladen, and um, uh, when Maladen was trying to get a job um, when we moved here, it was just after all the Bin Laden stuff. Uh, and because his name was so similar at the time, he couldn't even get an interview. Like, And one of the recruiters had suggested that maybe he should change the spelling of it during this period of time. Well, there's a lot of research around that. Yeah. And so people have said how, like particularly if your name is Muhammad, for example, and you're applying for jobs, or even just in general your name is an ethnic name and people are looking at your CV that it's very hard with unconscious bias to get past someone's name. And so they did a whole research study where they Anglo-Saxoned everyone's names, same CVs, and people got to the interview stage. Um, but my thing is, even once then you get to the interview stage and then you show up, <laughs> there's still then all of these um, biases and discrimination that you have to navigate in terms of how you might look and sound. And I know for myself, like I've been in Australia since I was three, I don't have an accent. My first name is obviously ethnic, but I took my husband's name as a surname. People do not know if they haven't seen me who to expect when I show up. They don't know if I'm going to be a male or a female. They don't know if I am white or not because my surname is white. And so it can be a really confusing thing. And I've had sometimes people to my face were like, oh, I was expecting a man or I was, you know, like. I never thought of it with your name like that. Mm. Because when you hear Fiona Kelly, you know exactly what's coming through that door. Yeah. (laughs) There is no surprise. (laughs) Like you knew what was coming. Yeah. Just. And it's spelt like Fiona is normally spelt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But your name. Dash, I never thought about that. Yeah. It's so true. And there are Dash versions that are male. Mm. When I see patients, I try to be so respectful of their name. If I see their name come up and it's in a, a different language to what I know, I actually look it up how to pronounce names.com and I listen to it multiple times and I get my nurse to listen to it before we go out and call their name in the reception. Oh, that's so And then nice. I get them Easy. and then we start walking back and I just say, oh, did I say your name correctly? And almost nine times out of ten they go, yeah. Yeah, you got it right. and I, But I don't tell them that I have done that because I would hate it if I went out and someone went Fiona or yeah. like I'd hate that, you know. I just I just want to say it. And I think I'm conscious because of my husband's name. So many people don't know how to pronounce it um, because it's spelt weirdly as – well, it's not weird. It's spelt the Croatian way um, that I'm really conscious of that as well. I don't know if people do. Do you do that? Just well, do people say your surname incorrectly? Yeah, constantly. Well, yeah, because um, it's pronounced petitsis. Yeah. So there's like certain syllables there that people are kind of worried to say out loud just in case they get it wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, constantly. And um, 
my middle name is Constantine, so it's really like Luke uh, Constantine. Mm. But Luke, luckily, is just like a very well. Fortunately, it's a very like biblical Anglo name, so it's quite easy to just like say Luke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, constantly, I don't think I was actually um, school captain in high school, wow. um, and there were many newsletters when my name was misspelled. Oh. Really? Which was That's quite interesting. Horrible. Yeah. Um, even now, like, they've got, like, PDFs floating around online and you can just see the, the various different spellings. Very creative, but all wrong. I, f- I find that really confronting when people spell my name incorrectly, particularly in emails, when my email is in the email. Like, my name is in the email. Like, you can just look it up. And I'm always very careful to look up the spelling of people's names when I'm writing emails as well. I mean, occasionally, yeah, okay, you might get it wrong, but consistently, I get dash a lot. Oh, dash, they yeah. forget the R. And I, I don't know why. Maybe it's autocorrecting and they no. just haven't bothered to look. My name autocorrects to Sarah. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. So sometimes I've sent, I have a Sarah in my team. Yeah. Um, I send Sarah a text message and if I sign it off as dash, it sometimes autocorrects to Sarah. So I've said, hi, Sarah. And then from Sarah, so from Sarah stupid. But um, yeah. So Luke, my husband, because he's, his name is Maladin Bauk, he often doesn't use his name. Like if we're booking things, like if we're booking a restaurant or getting a coffee or something, he calls himself Kelly all the time because he mm. says, I just can't be bothered trying to get it spelt, you know, so he'll make the booking under Kelly every single time because he goes, everybody knows how to spell Kelly. Yeah. You know, just... Yeah, it's sort of funny that he has to do that with his name, you know, he has to change it. But anyway, it's his choice. But this is the thing, the power of a name, right? And I feel like the next generations coming up (laughs) in terms of naming children have become very creative in the spelling of people's names, even though they're normal names. Mm. But, you know, there's suddenly and it started becoming more and more evident when I was teaching, you'd have all these different names spelt incredibly different with interesting syllables put in there. And I was like, you don't understand the impact this is going to have long term on how people navigate you in the workplace and make sense of you. And I don't know, I feel like a name is a very powerful identity thing. So be careful of the spelling, maybe. I often think about when I lived in Geraldton many years ago, um, there were some what we considered back then unusual children's names. So one of them was Moses. Um, one was but, Hendrix. But that's from the Bible, Moses. Yeah, but it was very unusual at the time. Okay. One was Hendrix. Uh, one was Elvis. And so we're going back sort of 25 years ago. Yeah. And, but now those names are everywhere. Yeah. Like everywhere. Phoenix was another one. And at the time when they were naming their kids, everyone's like, oh, what a weird name. But now it's so common. That's almost one of the common names. So I just wonder if today's unusual names in 20 years' time might seem like normal. Maybe. I did watch a um, thing on Facebook where people's um, – I mean, I don't know if this is true and whether the person was just, you know, being funny, but she was pretending to be the nurse and having to write down people's babies' names. Yeah. And some people had come in with very interesting 
normal name spelt in like not incorrectly but creatively hmm. and then someone came in and was like oh yeah my child's name is b and she was like okay how do you spell that is it b e a and she's like no the emoji b and <laughs> I'm like, oh, is that why we're going to? Is that we're going to now? Oh, Prince had the symbol. (laughs) (laughs) He started it. (laughs) Uh, uh, Interesting. (laughs) Anyway. And second thing I wanted to say about your story, this is just a joke about travelling, is that – so I travel a lot with one of my sisters. We, we, we travel quite a bit together and uh, we had this thing. Uh, we were going through Europe at the time and a lot of um, mobile phones were being stolen. You know, you give it to a stranger to take a photo off you and the stranger would then just take off with your phone, you know, and there was all these warning things about. So we had this joke about um, if someone offered to take a photo a photo of us, we would only hand our phone over to someone that we thought we could outrun. So the joke was it had to be someone who was really old, if someone who had kids, um, that we could outrun them if they took off with our phone. And so there was this one time we were down in Brighton in uh, London and um, and uh, we were taking some photos and this woman comes up to us, she's got two kids. And um, and she says about, oh, I'll take your photo for you. And we verbalised our thing, can we outrun her? And she heard us and she just laughed and laughed and laughed and said, no, with these two kids, I can't outrun you. She took the photo <laughs> for us. But I think that every single time when a stranger says, do you want me to take a photo? I look them up and down and think, can so I outrun So would you them? have let Luke take your photo? <laughs> Absolutely not. You would not have been able to outrun Luke, no. So anyway, that's just another thought that came up when you said that. That is hilarious. (laughs) Hey guys, it's Luke here. Thanks so much for listening to the XYZ Experiment podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a like, follow and tell your friends and family about us. 